Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1430. Why Can't I Stick to Healthy Habits? By Dominique Alessi of dominiquealessi.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Sunday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or OHD, where I read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online. I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Why Can't I Stick to Healthy Habits? By Dominique Alessi of dominiquealessi.com. Let's face it, we all struggle to stick to healthy habits. Do any of the following sound familiar? I've tried so many different things and nothing works. I feel like there's something wrong with me. Or, I can't seem to stick to healthy habits. I keep trying things and I keep failing. Or how about this one? I feel paralyzed. There's so much information out there and I just don't know how to start. And finally, I wanna make changes, but I just don't have enough motivation to do anything about it. I feel like a baby who can't do things on its own. I come across these phrases all the time with clients. On the surface, you see a struggle to change behavior, to stick to healthy habits, a struggle that most of us experience on a daily basis. But underneath, there's a lot more going on. You see a desperate, aching desire to live a better life, undermined by a crippling inability to make changes. You see heartbreaking frustration, embarrassment, and exhaustion from years of unsuccessful attempts. Sometimes, you see shame. And I'm talking true shame, the deeply internalized belief that your shortcomings make you unworthy of love, respect, and connection. When you're dealing with these intense, complex emotions, encouraging statements like setbacks are a natural part of the process and there's nothing wrong with you, just don't suffice. We're dealing with deeply ingrained ways of thinking and beliefs about the self that keep you from sticking to healthy habits. So how do you get through these barriers? We have to shift our way of thinking in a big way. And I think the four tendencies framework is one particularly effective approach. Using the four tendencies to stick to healthy habits. The four tendencies framework developed by happiness expert Gretchen Rubin captures how individuals respond to internal expectations such as eating better and exercising more and external expectations such as completing a task for a friend or keeping an appointment. It posits that every individual is dominant in one of the following four tendencies. One, obligers respond well to outer expectations, but not inner ones. They're typically people pleasers who excel at doing things for others, but struggle to stick to personal goals. Two, 
Questioners meet internal expectations but resist outer expectations. They question everything and commit to goals only if they personally think it makes sense to do so. Three, upholders meet both outer and inner expectations. They tend to be disciplined and routine-driven. And four, rebels resist all expectations. They don't respond well to rules and structures, instead preferring spontaneity and going against the grain. There are, of course, nuances to how these tendencies play out in the real world. But the key takeaway is that effective behavior change isn't just about working harder. It's about understanding our natural tendencies and crafting systems that honor and leverage those tendencies so we can stick to healthy habits. Let's see how this works in practice. The obliger. As an obliger, you're quick to prioritize the needs of others over your own. You would readily skip a workout session to meet with or help someone else. And the idea of blocking out meal prep time on the weekend has little if any appeal to you. You might actually enjoy making meals for other people, but when it's just for you, anything that takes more than five minutes is just not going to happen. Social situations can make things even more challenging. If everyone is eating cake, of course, you will too. Potential strategies. One, connect with a motivation outside yourself. Examples. I wanna eat better to have more energy to play with my kids or dog or whatever. Or, I wanna exercise more so I'm not as stressed out around my partner. Or even, I wanna eat plant-based to reduce harm to animals and help the environment. Two, create external accountability. Hire a coach or a trainer. Find an accountability partner or support group. For example, hold weekly healthy cooking dates with a friend. Or find a gym buddy or join a weight loss group. Three, regularly share your goals and your progress with someone else. Ideally, someone you look up to, like a boss or mentor. And four, seek out social activities and groups of people that are supportive of your desires for change. For example, hang out with other people who also want to eat better. The questioner. As a questioner, you regularly find yourself going down rabbit holes on the internet trying to find the best cookware or determine the perfect pre-workout snack. Eight hours into your research, you're no closer to a decision. Sometimes this is okay. You welcome the challenge to keep digging for the answer. Other times, you're left overwhelmed, exhausted, and paralyzed. Potential strategies. One, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Focus on small changes you can implement to improve your well-being. In the context of diet, This might mean adding in one serving of veggies or swapping white bread for whole grain bread instead of trying to find and adopt a perfect diet. Two, practice mindfulness to build trust in your own intuition. Generally speaking, our bodies know what's best. We just have to listen. Adopting a meditation or mindfulness practice can help you tune inward for guidance instead of seeking guidance by consuming more information. Three, Set deadlines for decision-making to avoid excessive information gathering. And four, delegate research to someone you trust. The upholder. As an upholder, you thrive on routine, structure, and clarity. You like to work out at the same time every day, you enjoy following meal plans, and you appreciate clear-cut guidelines for projects at work. While these components help you follow through on goals, personal or otherwise, the lack of them can throw you off balance. Unknowns, unclear expectations, and disrupted plans tend to cause stress and anxiety, and you struggle with making on-the-fly adjustments. Potential strategies. One, set clear goals from the get-go and review them regularly. 
Bonus, make them measurable. Importantly, measurable doesn't mean your goals have to be outcome-focused, like lose 10 pounds by such and such date. You can create measurable, behavior-focused goals as well. For example, exercise for 20 minutes, three days a week. Generally speaking, behavior-focused goals are a more effective way to build sustainable habits. Two, use your calendar to hold yourself accountable. Create recurring blocks to focus on specific tasks and goals, like workouts and date nights with your partner. Three, delegate workout and food planning to an app or online service to reduce the load on you while still getting the structure you crave. And four, welcome occasional disruptions to your routine as a learning opportunity to embrace ambiguity. The Rebel. As a rebel, you struggle to reach goals, internal or external, with or without support. Whether you're trying to start an exercise routine, improve your diet, or incorporate daily meditation, you have little motivation to make necessary changes. And encouragements from a coach or accountability partner only tend to frustrate you more. Potential strategies. One, remember the fundamentals and then go have fun. What are the fundamentals? Eat less processed food and more unprocessed food, especially fruits and vegetables. Move your body more. Get seven to nine hours of sleep. Aside from that, go out and explore what works best for you. As an example, when it comes to exercise, try different types of group exercise classes, spin, dance, yoga, aqua aerobics, and outdoor activities like cycling and hiking. Alternatively, embark on 30-day challenges or try to move more throughout the day. And two, experiment with creative ways to map out your goals. Vision boards come to mind. This can be a great way to express your unique self and keep yourself moving towards your goals. What makes the Four Tendencies framework so powerful, I think, is that it enables us to see our challenges as results of the systems around us, not as failings of who we are. In other words, it shifts the thinking from, why can't I stick to healthy habits? I need to stop being lazy and get my together. Two, I need systems that will support my natural wiring. Not only does this shift enable us to determine effective strategies for behavioral change, but it allows us to start dismantling the shame and self-loathing that are so destructive to our growth and well-being. You just listened to the post titled, Why Can't I Stick to Healthy Habits? by Dominique Alessi of dominiquealessi.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Dominique referenced author Gretchen Rubin in this post, and I've actually had the pleasure of reading one of Gretchen Rubin's books, The Happiness Project, which I highly recommend, by the way. Now, here's the deal. The reason knowing which of the four tendencies best describe you is that it makes us more self-aware. It forces us to think about our self-imposed barriers. Once we've identified those, we can then do something about it. And just as Dominique mentioned, in reality, we may express all four of these tendencies, which one may depend on the situation. We all have habits. Some are good, others maybe not so good. Either way, the only way these habits developed is because at some point, you were open to these new behaviors. Any habits that you have, good or bad, you were open to changing your habits. But depending on the new behavior you're trying to implement now, you may find that you begin to slide into one of these four tendencies Dominic discussed. Like when it comes to changing our diets or beginning a workout routine or managing our stress, we may suddenly become rebels. But when it comes to binging Netflix or participating in our daily Candy Crush marathon, somehow we are upholders. 
So as Dominique so eloquently mentioned, we have the ability to change our habits. And it's not about you being lazy. You've changed your habits many times before, so you are capable of doing it. We just may need to change the way we approach the new habit. You may need to examine the ways in which you formed new habits in the past. Can we then use those same techniques and systems, as Dominique said, to help us along? Absolutely. But first, know thyself and the mental barriers that may be holding you back. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week. Hope you're staying safe and well, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.